3: Recorded live. Hello. Oh, hello. Hi, it's Danielle. Hi, Danielle. How are you? Good. How are you?
0: I'm doing great. Good. So I'll let you know, we, we are moved to a new house, and I don't get very good cell reception here, so I may have to call back a couple times. That's okay. Where is your new house? It's in Baldwinsville, kind of near Beaver Lake, and I had no idea we'd have issues with the cell phones here, so we're getting a home lunch, but we haven't gotten that far yet, so. (laughs) That's nice out there. Do you like it? Yeah, we haven't officially moved in. We're just kind of um, bringing stuff over, and then we're having movers move, like, the big stuff on Thursday, so,
3: um,
0: yeah, so we're not really in yet, but I like it so far. That's great. Yeah. Jen, are you close to Jen Dishay? Des- I believe so. We were talking, and I, I, she told me where she lives, and I'm not familiar with the area, but I think we're relatively close. Yeah, yeah I feel like she's pretty close to that 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 area too. Yeah. Yes, yeah, so I'm okay. excited for that. Yeah. yeah. Cool. How are you doing? I'm doing great. Doing really Good. well. Just having a really, really great summer with my family and. You know, yeah. work is really going well, and um,
3: yeah, just feeling feeling good. That's great. Yeah.
0: <laughs> How's he doing? Is he walking? Is he like crawling, walking? He he has been walking he's been close for to 10 walking. And yeah. Now he's like running, he's just everywhere. Oh my God. <laughs> so, Which is great. You know. Yeah. Yep. That's exciting. Yeah, yeah. He's been a handful with the move, but oh my gosh. (laughs) Yes, I've done that before with toddler and baby and pregnant. Yeah, I'm glad I wasn't (laughs) pregnant at this point because I don't know how I'd like. The cleaning itself has just been overwhelming. Yeah. Oh, it's huge. It's a huge amount of work, really. Yeah. It is. And it always seems like whenever, I don't know, I feel like I know so many people that move either right before birth or, like, in that first year after. Me. Yeah. Yeah.
3: <laughs>
0: because there's so much transition happening for people, you know? Well, we totally outgrew our house. Like, I didn't realize how much. When I moved in with my stepdaughter, she was two, so we didn't have all the baby stuff. It's just kind of overwhelming.
3: <laughs> yeah. It adds. I know, it goes yeah. fast. Yeah. Yep. So, um. basically, <sighs> it's just really us on the phone so far. So, I don't think yeah. anyone else was on the line. Someone else just jumped on. Bye. Hello. Hello.
0: Is that someone else?
3: I don't know. I see somebody, but I don't hear anybody yet. Do you have any summer births, Danielle? Um, I
0: actually, because I knew we were moving, I intentionally didn't um, take any births during July. Uh um, mm-hmm. But then our I thought we were moving July first, and then our move date got moved back, so I have two coming up. I have one any day now, and then I have one at the very beginning of September, so okay. unfortunately, it coincided directly when we're moving <laughs> um yeah yeah that's, it was it was nice to have the month of July to kind of prepare and I transitioned out of my job um and mm-hmm. I moved, so it was How nice does that to- feel um really good. I was worried I'd feel like bad about it, but
1: mm-hmm.
3: I had
0: all of July just to hang out with the kids, and that was really nice. <laughs> it was yeah. kind of what i have been wanting. I think I didn't realize how much I wanted it, so
3: mm-hmm.
0: it was really nice um, mm-hmm. and relaxing, and I kind of made plans mm-hmm. for for my doula business and got some reading mm-hmm. done, so it was really good. Um, mm-hmm. I think I'm going to continue to enjoy it. Especially mm-hmm. once I start back in with my births, I have four lined up over the next several months. So, oh, that's, so that's great. It. Yeah, perfect. That's great. Yeah, and nice. I think once, once school starts back, I'm going to have I'm going to implement my schedule again, like I had before, and like have mm-hmm. my work days, and um, hopefully the structure will. I think I just need to make sure I have the structure. Yeah, um, I think it really helps. Yep. So. So that's kind of my, once I get through the move, that's going to be my next thing.
3: Finally.
0: And finding babysitters out here, because I don't have anyone yet.
3: <laughs> mm-hmm. I have a like
0: family, but they're not terribly
3: close anymore, so. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. That all takes time. Yeah. That's good, yep. though. Is anyone there? I see somebody, but I can't hear you yet. Hi. Yep, it's tough. Hi, Tiff.
0: Hi, Tiff. Oh good, you Hi. got the information? Good. I did, yeah. This okay, phone good. is not very good, so I'm
3: probably gonna keep you on mute. Okay. How are you? Good. Good. It's it's been mm-hmm. busy.
0: <laughs> hmm Um got all of my births done. I don't have any, I'm not scheduling anything
3: mm-hmm.
0: for the beginning of the school year. Um, it's just crazy time, so. <laughs>
3: mm-hmm.
1: Yeah.
0: Yeah. I think for so many, for so many moms that month of September is just like you're just on hyper-focus, got to get it together,
3: mom. Yeah. <laughs>
0: But also school, st- I don't know about Baldwin's, well, but like school starts September 14th is their first full day in Syracuse. Oh, really? Yeah? After the 9th, I think. Yeah. I mean, they have, I think they have two like orientation or half days, but that doesn't really count, you know, if you're a working parent. And then, yeah, the first full day is December 14th. So pretty late. I mean, I feel like, wow, we have like another good month to five weeks of summer. Yeah, that's true.
3: Even though it feels like it's kind of winding down, it's not really. Yeah.
0: Let me see. I'm going to just check our Facebook page just in case people are having a hard time for some reason getting on. I emailed it, but then I just posted it on Facebook just to make sure people saw it. Let me check. Um, I'm here listening in online because I have a broken phone and I'm in my mother-in-law's computer, so I can't figure out how to join in the conversation on TalkShoe, but I'm here. Oh, no. Hi, Sarah. Um, the only way, Sarah, I'm going to just see if this helps. Um, If you have a headset and you plug it into the computer, there's if you look on TalkShoe, um, if. Let me see if I can find it, Um, and I'll post the number, actually, so you can see it. It's, like, called a VOIP number. Let me post it. But I think if you call in using that and then enter the ID, if you have a headphone, you should be able to plug it into your computer and then
3: um, talk. Let me me post it for you. Okay, I just posted it on the Facebook page for you. And then I'll give you the caller ID so you can see it too. I'm looking for a microphone. Okay. All right, let we'll me try and see if that works. Um Don't have a headphone, okay. Okay. He said that um she had a birth yesterday morning, planned to be back turned to plan emergency cesarean. I didn't get to be in the OR with mama, but I was there for recovery. Okay. Um, so today's call is um
0: is really a chance for everyone to – my plan, and I'm hoping more people join us, but our, my plan was really to have each person have a few minutes um, just to really make sure we hear from everybody and um, for you to use that time to either process a birth that you've attended or maybe talk about a client that you have coming up that you have questions about or want to you know, process anything about um, and kind of use this time as an open hour to storytell and talk more about just what some of your personal experiences have been. And, you know, it doesn't have to be a recent birth. It could be something that happened a few months ago, but that you're still thinking about or wondering about. Um, You know, it's really anything at all. But I wanted to give each person that time today. But it looks like it's only you and Danielle and Tiff.
3: And there's one more person on the login place, but I don't know who's there. Let me see. Uh, Maybe it's Jillian. I'm not sure. So, um, oh, someone else joined. Can you hear us? It's Rose. I'm here. Hi, Rose. Great.
0: Um, So I was just saying that I really wanted to give each each person several minutes to share about a birth um, and use that time to process as a group for today's storytelling, and um, just really, it's, it's a call that's really devoted to, at this point in the program, we hope that everyone's had a chance to go to births and have that experience, um, you know, sometimes, especially for people that are just starting out, they need a few months before they can find their first client, so this call is designed to use the time to really process anything that's happened that they've been part of and, and want more feedback on or just want to share about. So why don't we
3: just start with who's on the call and, and you know, um, we'll use this time to, to do that. Wait, this is Yeah, this okay. is
0: Tiff. Okay. Can, you, Great. can you hear me? Yes. Okay. I um just wanted to update on a couple clients that I had that were not paying, um, and it was such a strange coincidence that it, should happen with three, actually, like in a row after three years of nobody doing that to me. <laughs> so, um, you know, I was trying to, trying the personal route, um, send a call and touch base and, um, you know, there's, there's no hard feelings. I just need the money.
3: Okay.
0: <laughs> um, and when I did send the letter out with more copies, not just a verbal reminder of our contract, but the highlighted copy um two cent payment right away, and the other eventually sent payment it
3: wasn't the full payment, so I'm still still um, kind of frustrated,
0: not really sure <laughs> uh. How to resolve how to that? Money. I feel like, mm. well, I yeah, I you know, she had sort of a precipitous birth, but she was also two hours drive away from me. My contract says that I need three hours to get there,
3: mm-hmm.
0: and they just, you know, when I when I suggested, I think it was time for me to go, they said not yet. So, <laughs> um, you know, I walked in as as she's pushing, or actually as the midwife was telling her not to push because she wasn't fully dilated on one side, and I encouraged her to just slightly shift her position, and all of a sudden she was dilated and able to push. Mm -hmm. So I I feel like I was a pretty important part there. (laughs) Um, But, yeah, um, I'm not really... I'm not gonna sue them because that just feels like a waste of my resources and time and energy. I've got enough going on instead. How long has it been, since? Uh it was a May May first. Mm-hmm. And yeah. so what have they paid you so far? Was it like did they pay a retainer and then another installment or just, or anything at all? They've paid me almost everything. It's short by like I think it was only two hundred bucks.
3: Mhm. So
0: it's kind of like water under the bridge for me at this point. I just have so much else going on that
3: Mm
0: -hmm. I'm not counting on that money anymore. I just, I really don't want that to happen again. And I guess I'm not really confused about it. I think I just need to really have, like touch on that aspect of the contract a little bit more when when we interview. Mm -hmm. (laughs) Mhm. So one, excuse me, one way to deal with it that I found really useful because it's happened to me a few times too and I felt it's a horrible feeling first of all following up with a mom postpartum to like hound someone for money you know that their hands are full and it just never feels good and so really I I ask for the remaining part of my payment to be paid in full by 37 weeks 38 weeks the latest and some usually I can time it um, so that my second prenatal is around that time anyway because you know, you could even change it to 36 weeks the final payments due, um, yeah. or the final payments due at the second prenatal, and then that really um, secures your payment and it just is a non-issue. Yeah, yeah. You know, and sometimes with the 38 weeks, I feel like I I usually send a reminder email saying, like it's more like an invoice, you know, on letterhead that says, you know. Mm-hmm. Thinking of you, looking forward to being with you and just a reminder that the fine you know, this is what you paid, blah blah blah, and it's got a bullet points so of this is what the retainer was, this is what owed due on this date. And then yeah. you know, they'll send in a check. But there's other doulas that, you know, will just require that second payment to be paid in full, second prenatal. Yeah. Whenever the last one is. Whenever the last one is. So okay.
3: um
0: you know, and you may want to try that and see how that feels for you. And I remember when someone first, I think it was actually Tara, years ago said, you know, I really don't, I don't wait until after the baby. I get paid several weeks ahead of time. And I felt like, yeah, but what if this and what if that? And, and it just, it had something that had to click in me that it actually makes sense for contracted yeah. work. So yeah, ever since then, it's been a lot less of a problem. Yeah. I like the, um, I like the idea of maybe like the 36 weeks because mm-hmm. um, I feel like even sometimes if the moms just like they don't really want the second prenatal they feel like they've already gotten <coughs> enough information from me and I'm encouraging uh-huh. them like well I need the second prenatal and it's still like some people just they've heard that doulas don't meet more than once or something and even though we've talked about meeting two or even three times before the birth I, I, I feel like 36 weeks is a good marker it's, like independent of how often I show up,
3: <laughs> yeah, yeah,
0: yeah, I like that um, yeah.
3: Yeah.
0: <laughs> but um i've had I've had some great births, otherwise, and i i like i really really like the ones that take the opportunity of that prenat- uh excuse me postpartum visit. To give an extra gift,
3: <laughs> yeah.
0: That's that's rocking. <laughs> mhm.
3: Yeah,
0: yeah, I like having that extra time too.
3: <laughs> anything else going on? There's um. Are there
0: any other births you want to talk about, or anything that maybe you've learned that you're that really worked for you at a birth that you've had recently, or
4: um, i just, yeah,
3: I've had a lot of opportunities to,
4: to advocate
3: mm-hmm.
4: with recent births, um,
3: mm-hmm.
0: you know, a, a VBAC, mom had a, you know, the baby had a, had a nuchal cord, um, and it, it worked out really well uh, at Upstate, um, just constantly advocating for, you know, the the telemetry bands that she can get in the tub with, and um, you know, to to be able to move, and instead of you know, it, it, like interrupting the nurse who's starting to describe what's happening to the baby, which is just going to send both the parents into a tailspin, you know, and just say, what if we try this? We'll just keep the baby happy, <laughs> not mm-hmm. describing low heart rates or just is this going to keep the baby happy and I mean, I rocked that mom's pelvis for 12 hours straight, but it kept the baby happy and it kept the nurse happy. Mm -hmm. (laughs) Um, But, yeah, I feel like mom wasn't really into the idea of being touched originally, but advocating for her in front of the nurse, showing mom that this is what's going to keep your baby happy so that you can have the birthday
1: that you're wanting to have if, you know I felt
0: like I was advocating to Mom for a Mom at that time um she she really thanked me later because she didn't want to give up she didn't you know she, although she didn't like having her pelvis rocked <laughs> externally mm-hmm. um, in hindsight, she's really relieved that I encouraged her to fix up that for as long as it would take. Mhm. You know.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: Um and then another mom, we she didn't even have a location to stay. She was she was a teen mom. Um well she was nineteen when she found out she was pregnant. She turned twenty during the pregnancy, but homeless, no car of her own. Actually her boyfriend's car, only the passenger front passenger door works, so they all have to climb in through that door and yeah, so, you know, he couldn't climb out to help her out of the car. <laughs> just, you know, series of fear-inducing factors where she didn't even know where she was going to labor. Um, mm-hmm. And it ended up working out fine. We, You know, just really,
2: really, really
0: to encourage her to focus not on, not on what she doesn't have, but on who who is with her and supporting her and how in tune she was with her body and her baby and that she was fully capable of making any choice that would come up. She had a really long labor. I mean, it was two full nights, almost three days.
3: Mm -hmm. Um,
0: But it was a really safe labor, and we got to the hospital, um, not in her care provider's area because that's not where friends were available to let her labor. Um, so we had to go through the emergency room, which was also not ideal, obviously, when the mom is ready to push. <laughs> but um, she she had the birth that she wanted, given all of the factors that went into her decision-making. And um, it was just, I've never, I've, I've never had to advocate so much for the littlest of things. It feels like um, just, just would be like, can we, you know, let's have her wait in this, you know, waiting room over here, not next to the man who's gushing blood out of his forehead. Mm, gosh, yeah, seriously. <laughs> you know, he was like, she can go first, and I'm looking at him like, mm, actually, probably you should go. <laughs> Oh my <laughs> and you know advocating for her to get out of the wheelchair because it was really not comfortable um, you know the having you know requesting a nurse to wait with us so that the nurse could be aware of whether or not this mom is actually going to push this baby out any second, um, okay. little things that once somebody raised the question,
4: they're like, Oh well, yeah, <laughs> mhm
0: yeah um wow yeah well, I think it's you know part of I feel like that's one one um area where duos are so helpful is that we're able to sort of see the big picture, obviously when you're in labor yourself as the mother, it's really difficult right. to sort of step outside of what that feels like physically, emotionally, mentally, and be able to take in the whole and that there's a partner there, it's equally as you know intense, so. Yeah. I feel like often we are that set of eyes that, you know, can see, like, the details or the bigger picture or pick up on other energy or, you know, look at a situation and say, okay, this is a fix. Like, let's move her somewhere else where she's not exposed yeah. to that. You know? mm. <laughs> Makes sense. Yeah. It's like common sense. Yeah. The but, thing that all that she remembers about the ER was the amazing lollipops I brought. She just mm-hmm, kept focusing mm-hmm. on
4: one lollipop after that. Mm-hmm. <laughs>
1: That's great.
4: yeah and Dad, all he remembers is that
0: he didn't have to answer any of their questions because early on in the labor, I had taken the time to write their insurance information their their doctor, mm-hmm. who they're supposed to see so and um, I called the hospital here to find out who was going to be on call so that we could call him ahead of time and say that we were on our way, and and then he would, she would have a, a less time to wait in the emergency room. It was it was a lot of just very little things that all added up to make the whole picture fall into place really
3: well. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, yeah. Right. <sighs>
0: We can't see I see them. someone else I'm, joined us, but I'm not sure who's here. I'm going to put you on I'm here. here. This is Rose. Hi, Rose. You're back. I finally <laughs> made
4: it.
0: You're back. So Danielle, Rose, Tiff, and was someone else on? Carly. Hi, Carly. How are you?
4: I'm all right.
0: So we're focusing today's call on doula storytelling and really just giving everyone a chance to share experience that they had recently, or it doesn't have to be a recent birth, but, you know, sometimes you're, you've attended a birth, it could be months later, you're still finding yourself processing it, or aspects of something that happened, and um, so this call is really a chance to talk about that as a group, and there's only, there's only a few people on, um, looks like, we keep losing Rose, uh, I think her connection's not doing so well, and Sarah can hear us, but she can't talk, so it's a smaller call today, and um, I just want to use the time as, as, you, know, as a, you know, to the fullest. And I thank you guys for being on the call. It means a lot to me for, um, for you to show up, and it is, you know, part of the program, and it is a mandatory part of the program, so I'm not sure why um, some people aren't on the call, but I really do appreciate you for being here. Um, So who else has something, maybe something that they experience that they want more time to process about as as a group or questions that you have about a birth you attended or it could be postpartum work too? I have something. Um, This is Danielle. Um, It's about a client that I have who's due in October.
3: Mm
0: -hmm. Um, So I I interviewed with her and the interview was very odd um, in the sense that it was just her, and usually I, I made made a point to say, like, you and your partner, if you have a partner, um, and the husband was there, but he was, like, in and out and not really interested at all, and basically, it almost felt kind of like aggression mm. during, like, when he would be in the room, and I was trying to involve him as much as possible. This is her third baby, so um, <laughs> they've had two birth experiences together without a doula before. And I'm a little nervous about how to handle this because I've not had an issue with partners being absent and/or I don't want to use the word aggressive, but very disinterested. I think is a better Hmm. way to describe it. And I feel like primarily from my experience, I'm working. You know, the day of the birth, I'm working mostly with the partner. The mom is. Mm -hmm. You know, I'm working with the mom, but she's not really 100% with it in the same way that the the partner is. So I'm not sure how to how to proceed we're having our first prenatal at the end of august and i've spoken with the mom and told her that i would really like for both of them to be there and i have a feeling that they physically both will be there but i don't know how much participation i'll get from the father um Mm -hmm. so just maybe some insights on how to deal with that sort of situation Mm and kind of a graceful way and i've talked with some other doulas about this and basically um some of the feedback is that if that's how he is towards her in general, it might be good that she has a doula because he might not be terribly supportive. But I also don't want to go into this thinking that about him since I don't really know Mm -hmm. the situation.
3: Yep, absolutely. Um,
0: You know, I've had that experience too a handful of times. And what I found was, well, I think it's kind of one of the truths about being a doula is that we're not trying to do the work for someone else in their own life, and that right. there is a level of acceptance that maybe this is their marriage, maybe this is their dynamic. But right. the bottom line is he'll be at the birth.
1: Right? right.
0: I mean, he will be in the room, and so I wouldn't. I would encourage you to take that step into inviting him into the birth team and talk about it that way, and right. say you know, this, you know, we're going to meet for about an hour and, you know, I'd love for you to really be able to participate for this one section of, of the meeting. If, you know, maybe like he has to go out or he's going to be in and out or in and out. I've had people like watching a football game before and like literally like leaving the meeting to go watch the game and then kind of popping back in and then leaving to go watch the game. Um, And so I would just sort of set the terms of of what I needed from him because I would say, like, you you will be there and I will be there. And, um, you know, I would love to show you some labor support techniques that are hands-on, things you could do that will help um, with support and also physically help with pain. And that's one, like, the actual doing double hip squeeze together, doing flow dancing is a great way to help them connect and just bring in some more participation. That's a little, it's obviously it's hands on and it's directed. And that may be it. It it doesn't have to be emotional, you know, it doesn't have to be about this big transformation and rite of passage that he's going to have, but that, you know, that you are a team and bring him into that and see obviously how that's feeling as you're doing it with them.
3: If he's engaged or
0: not engaged, um, And then to ask questions, you know, like what are you hoping to get out of the experience? Right. You know, um, what are your, ask her, what are your expectations of your husband? What are your expectations of me as the doula? Um, I usually, if somebody's more standoffish, will define how the doula's role is different than the partner. And, I mean, one of my recent births this last couple months, I mean, he was really, he barely said a word. But I just would ask him direct questions, and he'd answer them. And, you know, by the end of it, he did kind of come around and warm up a bit. And it wasn't anywhere near what would have made me feel more comfortable, but it didn't matter, you know. He was involved in his own way. Um, So, and some of that, another easy way to sort of not feel too pushy and still kind of maintain that professionalism is to, in your intake form, refer to the questions So if you have a question that says, like, what are your expectations of your partner and your doula, talk about that with them and then ask him directly. So what are your expectations of me? Right. You know, do you have a nice, clear idea of the differences? You know, and I'll say sometimes there's a stereotype that doulas kind of take over or replace the partner, but I just want to, you know, let's talk about that. Um, You know, and I'll kind of go through, like, the differences between the partner and the doula and how important the partner's role is and how no one can replace that, um, you know, and kind of help help reflect back that they are a couple and that this is a family experience.
1: Yeah.
0: And, you know, he may not be engaged. He may, feel, he may feel like he's putting you off, and but I think that's still okay. And then if you really feel like he's just completely dissociated, then, yeah, I would start pulling a little bit back, too, you know, to just say... Um, Everyone, you know, usually I'll say something like everyone has permission on the birth team to really be themselves. Some people are really touchy-feely and very verbal. Other people aren't. So I just want you both to know that whoever you are and however your dynamic works is what will work best if you're just being who you are together for your baby, for the birth. Right. and kind of take some of the pressure off, too, that they have to be anything other than who they are.
4: Right. Good point.
3: You know, just
0: kind of... Because yeah. that's part of it, too, is, like, I think doulas represent this particular stereotype of what it means to be touchy feely or emotional or crunchy or whatever it is. But we're just wanting people to feel like they have the space to be who they are, right? Make informed decisions, communicate with each other, communicate with us. Right, yeah. Yeah, I mean... It, 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 at the interview it almost felt like she was being aggressive towards her husband too. So it was, it felt like they kind of needed a marriage counselor and not a doula in the room at the time. Mm -hmm. So, and that's obviously not my place. So yeah, kind of working around what they have. And maybe they had had a fight that day and that's why the tension was so high. Maybe it won't be like that at our first prenatal. So I'm just going to
1: take your advice
4: and, See, see how it goes. Yeah.
0: And who knows? Like, think about all the many, many possibilities people could be, you know, they could be in the middle of a separation. Yeah. And, you know, who knows? You know, it's like, who who knows what's going on for people? I think that's one of the most interesting aspects of our job, that we have this intimate insight into a marriage or a couple, but we don't really know. We just have this little slice, you know, we're really pulling from our own intuition and our own ability to read situations with very little information yeah. and a I lot at ha- time. Yeah, I do happen to know they were in the middle of a move, which I am also too, so I know that that can be very stressful yeah. <laughs> just in and of itself. So, yep. yeah, that's true. Yeah, and so then the conversation can be, there may be some, you know, if you guys are feeling any stress, if you're feeling any, you know, whatever it is, that's part of just coming together for, you know, for this birth. How do you maybe even ask them, how do you work well together as a team? Yeah. You know, see if they respond.
3: Yeah. Yeah, that's mm-hmm. a good idea. All right. Well, that's helpful.
0: I think I've been really lucky in having couples who I've like automatically just clicked really well with and the partners have all been very into the doula thing. <laughs> so yeah. this is my first this is my first one where it's gonna be more challenging in that sense. Mhm. I feel very different. Really does. Yeah. But um but I feel like with that said, I've definitely experienced that feeling going into it and then coming out of it feeling like a transformation with the partner, you know, yeah. and and I think a lot of that is just, you know, really, really focusing on building out space for people to feel feel like they can be themselves and that right. there's no judgment of, on his behavior or his mood or his whatever presentation that, you know, that this is a judge, judgment-free zone, and you may say that in the prenatal. You know, that as a doula, I don't have an agenda. I don't judge your birth choices. I don't, you know, I also don't judge, you know, anything. If you feel like you need to leave the room or if you're upset or if you need a breather or you need to walk away, like there's a lot of space here to take care of yourself during a birth. You know, and that's one of the great reasons to have a doula because I can step in and really be that primary support if you're needing a break.
3: Right, right. Yeah. Okay. Okay. Oh, that sounds helpful. I'm just Let us know how it
0: goes. <laughs> yeah, I'm just going to have to mentally prepare for this. I have it on my calendar and I'm just like uh, kind of dreading, <laughs> dreading yeah. going. I need to get a better mindset about
3: it and mm-hmm. kind of embrace it. <laughs> yep. Mm-hmm. Right. Thanks. Is someone else on the call? I see one more person
0: joined in.
2: Yeah, it's Rose again.
0: Hi, Rose. <laughs> You're not on a Massachusetts number. It says, like, Northeast New York. Or
2: I broke down and used the landline. I hope I don't make... I'm at my dad's office, so...
0: Oh, it's okay.
2: But they're on no. vacation, so hopefully nobody needs to call, whatever.
3: Okay. Do you have anything you want to share? Me? Yeah.
2: Um, Well, I've been astonishingly busy and I booked three new clients in the last week, uh, two weeks, I guess, and it's it's also interesting because I'm coming up against, not against, but I'm meeting up with women who have pretty unique situations, Um, so I'm definitely learning a lot at the moment. We have, so we booked, I've got two really interesting new clients. I booked a client who I mentioned in the big DTI group is a member of the 73rd wealthiest family in America, according to the Forbes list. So that's kind of crazy for me because, (laughs) um, you know, on principle, I I am just, kind of a radical, and so I'm working for somebody who works for Philip Morris, and whose husband owns an oil refinery. And it's a very curious situation, but it's interesting too because uh, she's got very, very serious health conditions that are gonna impact her birth, and because her husband owns an oil refinery, there's a good chance he's not gonna be there um, so yeah, talk about creating a judgment free zone. I'm really working on letting go of my own judgment and mm-hmm. um honestly, it's not that hard because I've had one prenatal with her, and she's just she's just a super lovely lady and she's um a total type a and um and she, because due to the nature of her due to the nature of her health conditions, she has to have a natural unmedicated birth, wow. she has to end up in surgery. It, it will be life-threatening for her.
0: Oh my gosh!
2: So, um, so we're gonna work pretty closely with her team, her me- her medical team, which will be interesting. And um, I'm yeah, I'm really interested to see how it goes. I just
1: mm-hmm.
2: she's a she's a wicked type A. She doesn't want to be touched. What do I? I asked her what she does to relax. She said, "I run." <laughs> I was like, "Oh God." <laughs> <laughs> um, which is great, of course, but it's never—it's it's not usually a, a sign that a woman is able to let go of her perineal tissue and let her baby out. Um, so, I, uh, so I'm, you know, keeping an eye on that, and it's just—it's very, very interesting situation. Um, mm-hmm. And then. This other new client we have just contacted us like two weeks ago um, and wants to have a VBAC, but she has been working her first, the first part of her pregnancy, she was seeing an obstetric team at Saratoga Hospital, which is the hospital around here that has a VBAC (laughs) ban. So at about 28 weeks, her doctors there transferred her to Albany Medical Center which doesn't have a VBAC ban, but also doesn't have a very good VBAC record, and um, you know, it's just not the place where we tend to send women to have um, to have natural birth, uh, to have unmedicated birth rather, um, or VBAC for that matter. We really try to hook women up with one of the two practices in the area with the best VBAC records. So. Um, so when we had this consultation, we thought, wow, so they just got an hour's worth of free information out of us, but we really didn't expect them to hire us, but then they did. They, she emailed, uh-huh. mm-hmm. like, two hours later to hire us and to say that she was going to try to switch. We, we also we really didn't get a good read on them, so we didn't think that they were going to listen to any of the free advice that we thought they, we had just given them, but they they did. She She started to try to transfer to the to the one practice. She was really hesitant to switch to the midwifery-based practice. Um, And I think that that was a cultural thing because she's actually, she's from Eastern Europe.
3: Mm -hmm. She said that she
2: was working through her hesitations about midwifery and letting go of her, uh, you know, whatever, her white coat. Uh, uh,
4: I don't know what the word is, but she,
2: she uh, couldn't actually get in with the first practice, which is the, an obstetrician's practice, um, just because of some weird policy that they have about primary care providers. Um, so she, But she decided to switch to Capital Region Midwifery, which actually has the best VBAC record around. And um really excited about that. We're really glad that, that they are taking her on so late in pregnancy because she's 38 weeks right now. Um, and they're, it's cool, they're, I had my first appointment with them last night, and they really, like, they're surprising me, too. It's, she's, a, she's also kind of a type A, doesn't want to be touched, very cerebral person, um, but her husband seems to be, like, the opposite, and he seems kind of, like, very reserved and kind of shy at first, and by the end of our meeting last night, he was, you know, jumping in and answering questions for her, and, talking a lot about um his his emotional experience recovering from the first child's birth
3: which mm-hmm.
2: obviously was it was a scary day he described it as the best and worst day of his life mm. um so so i'm curious i'm very interested to see how this goes um this will be my 2nd be v-back and um, I think I think I'm ready. <laughs> I
3: feel mm-hmm. pretty good.
2: Mm-hmm. Um, they, I've been. We've been talking about, you know, strategies, expectations, what to include in the birth plan. You know, um, family-centered cesarean if it becomes necessary. Mm-hmm. Um, and we've got a lot more conversations to cram into the next couple weeks so
3: Mm -hmm.
2: so we're going for it
3: sounds like she's
0: i mean i think one of the pieces that i see working with v-back moms is just really taking that personal initiative and and accountability for what they really want you know but that there that there's like an internal commitment that happens um that really helps the process regardless of what actually ends up happening It's just that, like, stepping into themselves instead of feeling like they either should be making this decision or it's the right thing to do or it's coming from guilt or it's coming from a different place other than really their core self, you know. Um, And so by changing providers, you know, those are all, like, great signs. Just even talking more about that, just that, you know, that internal relationship that every woman has when they birth and prepare for that. Right. Right. You know, and that you feel that shift in yourself. And that part of the shift, too, is not feeling it at first, maybe. (laughs) It's not like you feel it the whole time, you know? Yeah. Um, And I think, you know, we've all worked with clients where you don't, that you're questioning that. Like, is it real, are they really there? Right. And then birth surprises you, you know? Yeah. Like how it actually happens and the process and the actual labor. Sometimes that whole thing just, just knocks everyone off their feet and the surprises. Yeah. Everybody. And so, like, always leaving space for that, too. I try and remind myself of that. Oh, Even yeah. when I feel like the client is totally there, I'm there, like it's all in alignment, or you're hoping to get to that place that then, I don't know, it's like four hour birth or work, you know, <laughs> like something happens where you just like, wow, okay. You know, yeah. or you're working with somebody who's totally analytical and like very cerebral and then they have that two hour precipitous labor that you weren't you know, you were maybe prepared for like a thirty hour experience with somebody. Yeah. I feel like that happens well, so often.
2: Yeah. I mean exactly. I, I really don't know what to what to expect and I've learned
3: yeah.
2: to expect
0: anything and to just be prepared for everything.
3: I know. I was saying
0: something to someone at a, meet, a meeting last night that being a doula is about being comfortable with the uncomfortable It's yeah. just that unknown space. I've been thinking about that so much this summer yeah. and how our work is this this you know deeper deeper relationship to the unknown and ourselves.
3: Yeah. Yeah, and
0: same with the with the oil company people, <laughs> like, yeah, right. you know, politically and you know maybe lifestyle values, like a totally different spectrum, right? Yep. And yet there's this deeper connection that really doesn't isn't about any of that, and that you you know for yourself as a doula can step into that space that can be very very freeing. Yeah. You know. When you're working with people that live in a very different way, a very different reality,
1: yeah, I
2: know um, it's, it's interesting she she i I've started to try to ask people a little bit more pointed questions inspired by birthing from within mhm um, so i but I haven't figured out how to word it in a way that gets through to most people. Mhm. Um, so I said to her, what do you need to know to have this baby?
3: Mm-hmm.
2: And she said that you're going to be there telling me if it's okay. <laughs> and I was like, okay, well we already did that. <laughs> we signed a contract
0: there.
3: <laughs> right.
2: Maybe, though.
0: What do you um, need to know from yourself maybe? You know, if you could tell yourself one thing to yourself what would it be, you know, something like that?
2: Um, but then, yeah, but then we went on and talked more about about that.
1: Mm-hmm.
2: And um, you know, she so she's had she's had two pulmonary embolisms as a result mm-hmm. of some of her healthcare, con- you know, medical conditions. So she's got this really interesting perspective on things. She's pretty sure her body knows what it's doing. She's mm-hmm. got really strong faith in that. She's absolutely aware of the necessity of advocating for yourself in a medical, you know, in the medical world.
1: Mm-hmm.
2: And so I think we're going to work those two things. And um, I think she's going to be, I think she's going to be fine. She also has very fast labors in her family.
3: Mm-hmm.
2: Um, wow. so. Oh, but this is the... This issue of liability is coming up now because she's almost certainly going to need a ride to the hospital.
0: Oh, because you don't think the husband will be there.
2: Yeah. I mean, Mm -hmm. unless he makes it back in time. But we're not sure how long she's going to... Like, we still need to ask a few more pointed questions of her doctors about the safety of her laboring at home.
3: Uh Uh-huh, yeah.
2: Um, So... She may be able to wait for him. Like he can be home within five hours, uh, apparently, because he has a, his own plane. <laughs>
3: mhm. So I mean, I can't make stuff up. No, <laughs> <laughs> so,
2: but um, but if she has a fast labor, we may need to leave before that.
0: Mhm. Yep.
2: So um, and there's no there's no such thing as cab service out here. Like it, it takes. She lives. She lives in a suburb it's going to take a very long time to get a cab. Um, so if if she needs a ride, what do we do?
3: Can, um, can we can have partner, her add
2: us
0: to Can her? you have a driver? Like can you have like your partner drive the car but you're in the back with her or something or vice versa, depending on how you guys split it up?
2: Well, yeah. I mean, should one of us get added to her car insurance policy temporarily?
3: I don't know. I've never had to
0: come across that one. Or does she have a friend who could pick think, her up?
2: I don't think they have any family around here. She hmm. says they're both transplants. Everybody's hmm. at least six hours away.
3: Mm hmm. Um, she will have,
2: oh, she's got a nanny coming.
3: Oh. Would the nanny need to
0: stay with the children, though?
2: No, she doesn't have any other children. Oh,
0: she doesn't. Okay, this, I thought this was her second. Okay, no, she hired a, good a solution.
2: She hired a baby nurse for, like, 12 weeks. Um, and she's coming the week before her due date. So maybe she can drive. Or maybe we can get added to her car insurance policy.
3: $10. As long as there's two people,
0: as long as there's somebody who's with her,
3: um,
0: yeah. I think ideally it would be the nanny
3: driving. Yeah. So, all right. I'll, well, I'll ask her about that. Mm-hmm. Well, cool. I'm glad to hear you're so busy. It's really exciting to see your updates and see that things
0: are going so well. and It's great.
2: Yeah, it's pretty it's pretty cool. I definitely am enjoying being able to pay my bills.
0: <laughs> yeah. Totally.
2: And uh I can't like you should just I I wish I could have photocopied uh, photographed the look on my dad's face when I told him I booked 3 new clients in a week. He like didn't he, it was like stupid. He was stupefied. <laughs> <laughs>
3: Right. Great. Yeah. Thanks, Rose. Oh, and Emma, we got to talk about your
2: training in November.
0: Yeah, I know. I'm excited, but I feel like we have to we have to like start blasting that one. Yeah. Um, I have a call with Laura set up to talk about some things this week, and um, I'd love to connect with you too about it. Okay. Yeah. So.
3: Maybe
2: Maybe you can call me after
0: you talk to Laura. Yeah. I'll send you a note after we get off this call.
3: Okay, great.
0: Okay, good. Who else is there? Carly, are you the last person on the call that we haven't heard from? Um,
4: Yeah, so I... Sounds like you were
0: at quite the birth last week. Do you want to talk about that
4: one? She still hasn't had the baby yet, so...
0: Oh, my gosh, really? (laughs)
4: Yes. Um, so I'm still waiting to hear from her. Um, she's been in contact with me, um, every day and it's just, so she went in and had, um, they stripped her membranes and is, that's when she started feeling like a couple hours later, started feeling crampy and the contractions coming. So she has been really anxious about it. And I know has been a little bit upset that she still hasn't had the baby, but, She's. Uh, I think the contractions kind of subsided, and, yeah. But they like they're still there. It's just like they spread out. They were like five to seven minutes and not as intense. But then they would get. It, it's been back and forth. So, um, but I did go and see her uh, last week and went over there because she just kind of she went into her doctor's and they told her they couldn't really do anything. They sent her home, and um, because she was only one centimeter dilated still. So she's when I went there she was having uh, a lot of back labor and I had her get on her hands and knees and she did that for a while. Um we did the uh sifting with the rebozo. I had showed her husband how to do it and he was doing it with her, which I had um a similar situation as Danielle with the her husband not really being involved. So when I went for the mm-hmm. first consultation, he was actually sleeping because he worked late. So um, mm-hmm. he, I didn't really meet him until the first prenatal visit. And when I went for the first prenatal, he, they just moved. So he was kind of in and out and, like, moving stuff around and cleaning. So I didn't really get to talk to him then either. And the first time that I really did was last week. And before I went, she was kind of – she was. I talked to her on the phone and she explained that he keeps saying that he's okay, but she knows that he's nervous and Mm
3: -hmm. he's
4: kind of, she knows that he's, he, she feels like he needs more help than she does at this point, just because of how, like he said, he's okay, but he's worried that something's going to happen. And that's kind of reflected on her. And she's kind of worried that something's going to happen with the baby. And um, so she, this is uh, her first, this is the first time she was able to labor at home. This is her third baby. But, Hmm. I went there, How many I weeks to, is
3: she,
0: Carly?
4: She's 39 weeks uh, yesterday, 39 weeks in hmm. a day now. So it could be just
0: like, I don't know, a very extended prodromal labor.
4: Yeah, she's she's only had, well, her first two, she was 38 weeks and two days for her okay. both pregnancies.
3: Okay. But she
4: also had complications, so mm-hmm. um, she was in the hospital the whole time, like the first her oldest son she was in preterm labor they stopped it and uh, so she was like in and out of the hospital back and forth and they kind of they everything was just done in there and she was already on monitors and um, so she didn't really get she doesn't know what to expect with laboring at home
3: mm-hmm.
4: so it's just a completely different experience for her her second she had the epidural but there was a kink in it and it never worked so mm-hmm. she feels like um, but but she had pneumonia too when she was in labor so she was in the hospital for that and it's just this is the first time she's actually having a chance to be able to be at home and I um that's why I've like talked to her a lot about staying at home as long as possible but because she's so anxious she keeps wanting to go in and see if she's any further dilated and um, Mm
1: -hmm.
3: is she has she would she be open to acupuncture
4: um, I did talk to her about it a little bit. Um, she's, at this point, she was kind of, like, ready to just try anything, but her, mm-hmm. um, I mean, she's looked into it herself, I think, but her issue is not having any extra money to spend on anything right now, because mm-hmm. like I talked to a couple of people about that, and they were saying to have somebody come out to the house, and I just don't know
3: um, what she so could that's where she's
4: at with that.
0: Yeah. I know, and, well... Um, my acupuncturist in Manlius does community acupuncture, so it's like sliding scale. I could range, either like donation up to twenty or thirty dollars. Like it's a lot cheaper than you know typical sixty to seventy-five dollar session. So maybe inquiring about that, or if she could get you know. I don't sure, But I have a feeling Manlius is too far for her. Um, if she's up by you, but
4: in, okay. or even
0: acupressure points too. You know, doing some like acupressure, um, and then the other thing that just comes to mind, if it's that, you know, if she's been having contractions on, on offer this entire time, just hydration and nourishment, you know, like really ma- making sure that she's drinking enough, especially with the warmer weather, and um, conserving her energy. How's it been for you mentally to kind of like be back and um, forth and
4: yeah i'm kind of back and forth i mean when i was there with her everything went really well and i think mm-hmm. it. i was okay and i felt like she because after doing everything and while i was there the back labor kind of subsided so she had a mm-hmm. lot i feel like the baby did end up shifting i guess at that point because she didn't feel the pressure in her back anymore which was really mm-hmm. i guess a That's relief good. to me because it, it the stuff worked i guess <laughs> like it worked what yeah I, what I did and um, I used a lot of, because I did have a chance to go to the Spinning Babies workshop um, with Gail, and a lot of the things that I learned from her, and just through that, were really helpful, and to actually That's great. see it working for myself, and um, so that, that was um, really a relief to be able, and I, I was glad that I was able to help her, because she was, I mean, they couldn't do anything else about the back pain she was having, and
0: mm-hmm. um,
4: so... That was That's one. wonderful. Just,
0: That's such a good feeling.
4: Yeah. Um, and then her husband also getting more involved while I was there kind of really mm-hmm. helped too because he was, um, he, he kind of was distant. But from after I talked to her, I found out it's more because he's just nervous and he, I guess, doesn't know what to do and kind of feels lost. So when I went there and was able to direct him and show him different things to do with her and how to help her. He became more involved, and she also her um, five-year-old daughter was there too, and she was trying to do the things too, and because she wanted to help, and so it was they. I um, did pictures and stuff for them as well during it, and she wants me to continue doing some pictures for her. So I think it's um, they kind of were able to bond as a family, and it worked out really well because now he's he's more involved, and he's trying to help as much as he can.
3: Mhm, that's great
0: you never know i mean it could be you know certain when you look back on these types of births where maybe there wasn't as much of a bond for them in the beginning but that they're having this experience now you know together that okay. they've had the time to kind of wrap it, wrap their heads around what's going on and be and kind of come together and unite in that way you know sometimes um longer or labors and experiences do kind of bring people together because they're so difficult and challenging and right, the partner has to be on, you know, involved thing. in a different way, right. it's not just over in six hours or whatever it is. So, yeah. yeah. It sounds like you're doing a great job.
4: Thanks. It's just, it's been difficult as far as, because I talked to you a lot about how I was like trying to get, make sure I had childcare and all of that and that's been... Um, my son will—he was accepted in a daycare, but that doesn't start till September ninth.
1: So, right. And
4: my my parents are going to be leaving August seventeenth or August fifteenth. Mm-hmm. Actually, they'll be leaving the fifteenth. So, um, mm-hmm. my sister will be around hopefully to be able to watch him in that time. That's why I'm like, I don't know. It could be any day at this point, but it could be she can be in labor after they leave. She can have the baby. I so.
0: know. I remember you were telling me this was part of the stress.
4: Yeah, that's why I wanted her to. Her,
3: Yep. yeah
0: yeah it's really hard. well you know it's one of those things you don't have the answer for, so it's more about you know how how can you be with that in the meantime and right. plan as much as you can prepare. Yeah.
3: yeah just prepare as much as you can, yeah. Great. Well, keep us posted. Let us know when she has the baby or
0: how things are going for her.
4: Okay. I will. Yeah.
0: Yeah. All right, you guys. Well, thanks for for showing up and for being on the call. Um, I just want to take a peek and
3: see what our next call is about. No, no, no. no. Our next call...
0: I hear a baby. Yep, I think that's Dimitri. Hi. <laughs>
3: okay, so
0: our next call is Optimal Care and Childbirth, the big turquoise book, <laughs> and it's pretty dense. Um, I'm glad I just peeked and looked because um, what I'll do is in the next couple weeks, like at least two weeks before the call, I'll send out chapter reviews and assign everyone to a chapter um, so that we can talk about it. Um, So if you haven't had a chance to read it, at least you'll get a chapter. You'll be able to focus on your own, but please try and get through it. It's a book that I constantly am referring to. I I open it up. I like review it. I feel like I've gotten great updated information from it. Um, so that will be September's call. And then October's your last month. I can't believe it. Wow. Um, and you have until the 31st to complete your requirements. Um, so, you know, um, if you're concerned about anything um, or you feel like you need support, please just email me and we'll set up a one-on-one together to, to focus on any piece of the program and requirements that you need need more
3: support on because it sneaks up. Um, and yeah.
1: Wow.
0: Can we I know, play? nine months fly by. It's incredible.
3: But,
2: yeah, unless you're pregnant.
0: <laughs> I know, then it feels like two or three years long. <laughs> Well, I'm really happy. It sounds like everyone's doing really well right now and I'm just I'm really excited for you all and I you know, it's always great to, to get together and hear each other's voice for the month and um just reach out if you need anything.
2: Okay. Thanks, Emma.
0: Thank you guys. Have a great day. All right, you bye. Bye bye. Lots too. of love. Take care. Bye
3: Bye-bye. bye. That's chumbacasino.com.
1: No purchase necessary. DTW Group void were prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus.